0: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 209 How to Know Who You Are with Ariel Astoria. Friends, today I am doing something that is really hard, but one of those things that's a good kind of hard. I am sharing my favorite episode from 2020. The reason this is hard to do is because it's almost like asking a mom to choose between her children. Every single episode that I produce here, whether it's solo episodes or ones that I do with guests, are so carefully designed to help you. And because I am the host here and the producer of this podcast, I can tell you that I personally learn more than any single listener of this show. I get so much from our interviews, especially. I learn deeply from every single person who takes the time to prepare to be on the show and and to share about it as well. So it's difficult for me to choose because i I don't want anyone who's been on the show during the year to feel like they didn't do a good enough job because they absolutely did. What I'm going to do is share with you briefly why this episode had a lot of impact on me. I did this interview in the spring with Ariel Astoria very early on into the pandemic, and we had no clue that we would be struggling this deeply and for this long, nor that at this point of the, the year ahead of us, you know, at the end of 2020 right now where we are, that we still want to have a very clear and definite end in sight. I have thought a lot about this episode with Ariel because of the strength of how she knows who she is. In this episode, she helps you uncover that for yourself too. The original title was Why Confidence Isn't Skin Deep and How to Strengthen Yours. And while that definitely is a big premise of this episode together, the undercurrent that I saw and the one that I kept coming back to reflecting on was the power of what it is to be in the presence of a woman, even if it's just the, you know, audio presence of a woman who really knows who she is. Ariel shares about in her own life, how it's never too late. She started as a wallflower and then she eventually changed and transformed and stepped into knowing who she was and being proud of who she was in ways that I think are very unique and that we can all learn from. Now, last December, I shared a whole month of best ofs. I thought this year instead that I wanted to spend more time on our theme, Never Too Late, because it's been such an impactful theme for me. And I think the best way to end a year of discouragement, a year of disappointment, a year where we felt stuck and and unable to make progress in our lives and in ways that we had been banking on and hoping for as we moved into 2020. I know I wanted it to be the best year. In many ways it has, and I hope at the end of the year um, together that we get to hear your voices, and I'll share more about that in a moment, sharing about how this was a year that you learned unique lessons you never learned before. But I thought to end this theme and to end a full year, I wanted to share my favorite episode and with hopes that it can light the fire within you, to know that there is more inside you, There's there's an identity just waiting to be anchored into and opened up. And that you, you can do that. Even starting now, even in the middle of us not having an an insight to this virus and to this life that we're living right now, you can still take a little time and effort to uncover who you are inside and reach into the power that is within you and let that be your guide as you go through whatever the coming months and even years may bring. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. I hinted at this briefly in the intro, but we want to end the year hearing from you. Next week, we are going to air our final episode of 2020, and I am making a Dear Progressor episode. I have a special prompt for you, although you can also share anything you want to share, um, even if it's a takeaway from our theme, the past two months of Never Too Late. But if you're struggling and Uh, you still know that we need to hear regular women on the show who have so much power and gifts to give us here, and that should be and can be you, then I have a prompt for you. 2020 taught me blink. What is that for you? What has 2020 taught you in ways that you never experienced before? Yes, this year was hard and we're not going to unacknowledge that or sweep it under the rug, but my friends, we have things that we can learn from this time and from each other. Go to aboutprogress.com forward slash on the show to figure out how to submit your voice note for your fellow progressors. If you are hesitating right now, I 100% guarantee that there are women who need to hear your voice and the lessons that you have had. They need it. And they don't need me to be the one saying it, they need to hear it from you. So take courage, do this for your fellow progressor. Share what you have learned so that they can see what this year could bring to them too, and how there's hope for the future. There's hope. Go to aboutprogress.com forward slash be on the show. It's super easy. You can just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to me at hello at aboutprogress.com or call a voicemail number I have set up for you. Super um, convenient to do that. There's no pressure, no perfection needed. We just need to hear voices. I can't wait to end 2020 on the best note possible. And that's hearing from as many of you as we can, my friends. Thank you. I'm now going to share the episode with Ariel, and I want you to do everything you can to listen to the end because she recites a poem that she wrote and that, that was the moment where I got chills from the top of my head all the way down to the very end of my toes and is why I wanted to share this episode with you today. If you're struggling with a little power in yourself, if you're struggling with a little bit of confidence and if you can get through the next few months or even year, Listen till the end and I know that she will help you feel that power.
1: Hi, my name is Ariela Astoria. I am a writer, a speaker, and creative. Creative is a drop-down of a lot of different things. We could talk yeah. about that, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm actually born and raised, we were just talking about this, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, but I've lived in Los Angeles for the past 10 years, which is super crazy. I moved here for school in 2010 and just kind of never moved back. I've been a full-time artist since 2015, um, and I've been doing that ever since.
0: Yeah, you definitely are a Jane of all trades, but in ways that are so inspiring (laughs) to me. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I never thought I was a creative Ariel, but I've been learning that that is a big part of who I am. I just need to cultivate Mm -hmm. it more. And so that's why I've been so drawn to your work. Absolutely yeah, I've been so drawn to your words. I believe everyone is a
1: creative. So I love yeah. that we are opening up with that because I think if, if we've been created, then we have the ability to create. Um, mm-hmm. and I think there's something powerful in, in the ability that all of us can, can create something and it doesn't have to necessarily be art, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it can be something that we're, we have the ability to bring to life, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay. I'm already getting chills. You're just starting this interview in the best way. This is so fun for me. Um, yeah, I could totally yeah. go on a whole track with that. Um, but one of the things mm-hmm. I've really loved about your work is how you show up with confidence and also vulnerability about Um, gaining that Mm. confidence in yourself and who you are. And also with that, the way you look. And so, you know, we're talking about true health, the, the, these um, next few months on the podcast. And I do think it's important Mm. that women value the way they look and their appearance and be accepting of it and respecting of it. But it's this fine balance, right? Like it can't, be all about that. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of talk about that right. conundrum and how women can work on that. But let's just zoom back a little bit first and just talk about, you know, how women are so groomed to hinge their worth off of their appearance. And I want to know from you, mm. why is this a big trap? And in what ways is this really holding us back and the power that we can bring to the world and the way we can grow ourselves and, you know, internally?
1: Absolutely. Well, I feel like universally, um, we, as women have encountered more spaces where we've been made, um, to be small, to fit into boxes, to live up up to a certain paradigm in way of existing, um, outside of the paradigm that we've been, um, we've been gifted to do so naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I don't think it's a coincidence that historically, um, women have been, have been oppressed, you know, women have been, um, tried to, to be more, you know, um, there's been more constrictions on how, mm-hmm. how free we can exist and how free we cannot exist. And I, and I don't think that's a coincidence because, um, usually oppression only happens to something that there's a threat, um, coming from. Um, so I think that in itself is powerful because we, as women are threats to something, um, mm-hmm. we, and not a negative threat. Um, but we are, are, we are power, powerhouses. We are revolutionizers. We are change makers. We are, our life givers. There's, there's something naturally powerful about who we are. So of course, there would be this history of, of suppress the powerful thing of, of, of get the, uh, get women to not remember who they are, to not remember what they're capable of, get them to compare, get them to, um, Mm. feel small and insecure. That way they can't fully step into the power um, that they have, and that they exist in. And so I think that's really what it comes down to is, is this concept of like, why keep women so small? What are you so afraid of? You know, um, and the, and asking those questions to ourselves: why keep yourself so small? What are you so afraid of? Um, are you afraid of being too powerful? And I love the quote by, um, by Williams. Williamson. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be talented, brilliant, fabulous, gorgeous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're playing small does not serve the world. And I love that quote. that's one of my favorite quotes. i I have it in one of my poems. um i I've memorized it, so i I can just like read like say it for mm. um just a reminder of like our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Um, yeah. it, our deepest fear is the things that we are capable of and 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 how scary those things are because we don't fully know until we embark in it. and so. I think that's what's happening right now is we are, especially in this wave and, and after, you know, the Me Too movement and all these really incredible movements where women are no longer biting their tongues, um, where they're speaking out and they're standing their ground and the earth shakes because of it. Um, and that's pretty powerful. And so I think what we're noticing is, is women refusing to stay in their boxes, um, And we were never meant to be um, and, and stepping into the fullness of, of who they are, but it it takes, it takes a lot of steps. It takes a few journeys here and there, but you know, I do think that is our final destination.
0: Yeah. I'm, I am resonating with this so much and, you know, I'm a, I'm a really spiritual person and I know, I don't think all of us have to share the same, you know, spirituality or religious background to also agree that there are forces mm-hmm acting against good in the yeah. world. And I think with women, mm-hmm. the tendency to focus on our appearance and staying small, um, is a, is a way to distract us from our greater purpose yeah. and from being powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was curious if that's yeah. been part of your experience. I know it has for me and you know, I'm, I live in a really yeah. big place of privilege, you know, um, in many mm-hmm. ways with my skin color, um, my socioeconomic background. And I still have struggled with this immensely. And even if I can struggle with this, I know all of us have. So how has this been the case for you? That distraction of dwelling on wow. your appearance instead of yeah. your power.
1: Absolutely. Well, I feel like for me, a lot of the times it's like, Oh, where does your confidence come from? You know, where, where your body positive and your advocate for all these things, confidence and, and encouragement and empowering women. And obviously those things stem from not being those things, you know, or not doing those things. And so growing up super insecure, I used to say I was like a professional wallflower. Like I had perfected not speaking, not moving, um, not existing in my fullness. And, and I, I'm a faith-based person, you know? And Mm -hmm. so for me, those forces um, that do come against the good were, were the forces that one wrote Make you forget who you are um, and whose you are, and however you interpret that, you know. And and if they, if those forces can do that, um, then they can keep you from impacting other people. And that, and it's funny to think of where I'm at now. Of like my job, it's to stand on stage, and remind people that they're br- valuable and that they're worthy. And I, that's not where I existed at first. You know, huh. I existed in my insecurity. I existed in my smallness because I did. I was too afraid of what it would look like to release those things and 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 that is what you know um as you're saying those forces do if they can keep you small then they can keep you from stepping into what you're destined for they can mm-hmm. keep you um ultimately in impacting uh, impacting other people and inevitably when you share any part of your story both small or big, um, both a little bit vulnerable and and practically naked, there's still so much power and transformation that happens there. So of course, um, the, the spread of good in those moments are our threat, you know, um, mm-hmm. to keeping people small and keeping people insecure and keeping people comparing left and right because um, ultimately our, our, I think what we're de- all destined for is community and is for relationship and those very things keep us from navigating into those spaces helpfully and and with fullness. And so there's such this crazy loop um, that happens, but a lot of it comes down to, I, I can't ignore, you know, Mm -hmm. what I've been called to step into. Um, Because if I do, it doesn't just do a disservice to myself. It does a disservice to the people that I've been, um, I've been gifted to reach, you know, and come into contact with. And Mm -hmm. my mom, she writes and speaks also. And I remember a few years back, she was trying to write her book and sit down. And and I kept telling her, she was like, I just don't have time. You know, I I just, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I was like, mom, there are are women who are not yet free because you refuse to write down the words that are meant to be the keys to unlock their freedom mm-hmm. um, and she was like, all right, fine. Okay, we'll go right. You know, and so because there's something in us, there's tools that we have and that are for other people, us sharing our story, vulnerability, us exposing, you know, those parts of ourselves, us being bold about um, us not being bold at some point in time in our lives. Those are keys to unlocking other people's freedom. And, and I think that was the biggest part for me. It's like, I can't selfishly, I would be selfish if I don't embark into this life that I've been given to live um, and these jobs that I've been given to to experience because it's at the end of the day it's so much bigger than me um mm-hmm. and I think that's what it really comes down to is at the end of the day it's so much bigger than just ourselves
0: mhm yeah I want to go back a little bit when you were talking about how you were a professional wallflower pl- um mm-hmm. which made me yeah. smile to hear that but only because of how I can relate to that um What were you afraid of, you think? And and, and let's contrast that too with how has, you know, pushing into those fears enabled you to not be as afraid?
1: Yeah, well, growing up, I was very much so like, I was the only girl who looked like I did. I would my dad is 6'4 and an ex-football player, and I'm built very much so like him. So I've always been um, I've always been taller than most guys and girls growing up. I was always, you know, bigger, like I was more developed. And and so I already felt like I physically just took up so much space mm-hmm. um that I wasn't sure if I was allowed to physically take up. So then if I could just shut down everything internally, AKA become a professional wildflower, then even though I exist here, um, I'm not taking up the space. I'm just kind Mm -hmm. of existing here, you know? And I was afraid of, you know, like most of us, just rejection of Mm -hmm. of saying the wrong thing and getting teased of, of, of being too big, you know, of being too much for people. That was a really big one. Um, because I, I I am a lot, you know, and I, and I Mm told my fiance that when we first started dating I was like I don't know I'm just are you sure do you you sure you know what you're getting yourself into like I'm a lot and he he called me out one day he's like I don't know why you keep saying that it is very too easy it is very easy to love all of you you're not too much you know and it was just like this crazy moment where I just I just always felt like you know you're you're big you're boisterous your name means lioness you know there's nothing small about any part of my existence and and so I thus took that of like I'm not supposed to take up you know this much space you know it's distracting it's it's causes too much room for people to to pick and to pull and to judge and I just I didn't want that you know so a lot Mm -hmm. of it was fear Um, fear of rejection fear of being too much um, is what it really came down to. Mm -hmm.
0: Was there a turning point where you had to lean into that? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, the turning point for me was I got involved in the arts. <laughs> so yeah. my 10th grade, I, I transferred to an arts high school. I auditioned um, with a the theater monologue and I got in and then it was part Incredible. of literally my education to be big, you know, and to be loud and, and to be creative and, and quirky and vulnerable um, on behalf of other people's stories, but also on behalf of mine. And so that's really where, where the switch happened um uh, and then also just being at a school full of people who who looked different sizes different ethnicities you know different different everything and and there was that solidarity there of like oh actually maybe I'm I don't take as much space up as I think you know because mm-hmm. there's all these people here who are taking up their spaces and and they'll, and all <clears throat> sorry and all their varying ways and and so that kind of gave this secret permission for me to do the same um so so performing was a huge part of it and I say theater helped me you know step into the vulnerability of other people and then poetry helped me step into my own vulnerability you know if I can Mm -hmm. if I can step into other people's shoes and tell their story um and and tell their pain and their hurt then I I should be able to do the same for myself Mm -hmm. and so that's High school is really where that started to switch. And then, you know, even deeper in, in college and, and working with college students and, and really diving into those questions of how can you be so encouraging and so motivating to everybody else? Um, but you're kind of a hypocrite because you don't believe those things for yourself and, yeah. and really being checked and challenged in that space. Um, and then that turning into, OK, now you're being given these opportunities to speak <clears throat> and to travel. Um, And that has to come from someplace real, you know, otherwise you can't, you can't really do that. Well, you
0: know, Mm -hmm. it seems like you've had a life experience of this prolonged exposure therapy. Um, You know, you've had to be pushed into it, but you've also had to push yourself because you easily could have bowed out of all of those opportunities.
1: Most definitely. I mean, even up until graduating I kind of say I I ran from this you know and my my one of my close friends he says eventually you know your art space or your art makes space for you but in order to to take up that space with it you have to say yes you know you Mm -hmm. have to say okay um and that could be the same you know response that happens uh you know like you said for other people you know the universe or whatever that bigger thing is for you and for me it's God and so it's like when you say yes then this thing I'm working on behalf of you says finally let me show you all this that I have for you and let me show you what I really destined and made you for but I don't think I could have adequately stepped into that if not for you know like you said those those um, exposure therapy moments because Mm -hmm. I would have been like no way am I modeling you know no way am I getting on stage so I had Mm -hmm. to have those like piece by piece Pieces over the past, you know, 10, 15 years in order to get me here. And now I'm like looking back at all of it and I'm like, oh, I get it now. You know, I was kind of set up, but in the best possible way.
0: So this is making me think if we are in a place of knowing that we are hiding from our own power and we're trying to stay small, you know, both physically and um, spiritually and intellectually and artistically, all of those ways one of our ways to grow in this confidence of self of who we really are is to take those opportunities of being uncomfortable and absolutely leaning into it. And I love what you said too, about, you know, when you have grown in your own confidence of who you are and you take up that space, you give others permission to Mm -hmm. own their own selves too. And that really creates Mm -hmm. more support to continue the cycle of, of doing the same for yourself and for others and it goes all those ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um,
1: I think at the end of it, it comes down to we're so interconnected, probably way more interconnected than me. I assume. I think this pandemic right now is kind of teaching us how interconnected we truly are. Um, yeah. How and, much we need and, each other, right? And how much we, that, yeah, like actually need each other. Like everybody has to get Um, their stuff together because it affects the other person, you know, and and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, That positivity that that you have, that, that confidence that you have, those lessons that you have to give and to teach, that affects another person, you know, Mm you, you've been, um, talented with it. You've been gifted with it, but it's meant for something, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we give gifts, um, and, and gifts are then given back, you know? And, and so it's like taking this thing, what, what, what would be the point of this thing sitting inside of me, if not to share it with other people.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's talk to those women who are ready to start saying yes to their true self, just like you talked about that growth that you experienced learning to say yes to who you really were and growing in your confidence and and mm. who, who that is and who that person is for you. What can they actually do to start saying that yes and grow in that confidence? Yeah. Well,
1: I think just like you were, you were saying so much of it is going to be outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I think the first place is to look there, you know, what terrifies you the most, um, what makes you the most uncomfortable? What is a dream that you've probably had or a job, or an idea, or a project that has just been sitting inside of you, um, that you didn't feel like you could share, or, or be, or do, that's probably where um, the fullness of your identity lies. Um, I, I say that Same thing for creativity and creativity exists outside of our comfort zone. Um, It's Mm -hmm. when we are stretched, when we are challenged, when we are pulled in ways we did not think we are capable and that we find that we were, um, and that is steps towards, you know, the fullness. And and then the second thing is just to say yes, you know, Mm -hmm. as you kind of like put this out there, you know, this conversation of manifesting, you know, that's, I I really believe like speak it, you know, um, put Mm -hmm. words to it. Write it down in your journal, and when those doors open, when those opportunities come, say yes to them. And they may not always look how we think they're going to look initially, um, but I think the the collection of yeses, you know, gets us to our greater yes. And and that has for sure been you know the journey for me. I said yes to a lot of weird. Random things. My first two <laughs> years of freelancing, but uh, they truly got me to you know where I'm at now, which is you know I think phase one of the greater yeses I could have I could experience. And so um yeah, stepping outside of your comfort zone and and finding you know that challenge and that identity there, and and two saying yes to the things that come your way, um and, and three just dream it out. You know who do you see yourself being? What do you see yourself doing? And and this is always a fun one to explore or because I didn't intend, you know, to be, uh, full-time poet or speaker those were not things I really I really knew um that I would do there were always like little inklings of like that could be cool you know but I'm not going to mm-hmm. speak that out there just because I'm afraid if it doesn't happen you know then I'll get my hopes up and you know and I'll have to resort to settling in another uh job or other opportunity so I never really spoke those things out loud but when I did start to do so um it was crazy how how much those things started to come into fruition so write down. Down, dream it um and 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 know that nothing is too big you know and if it happens um know that it probably won't happen the way that you think that it's going to or the way that you've written it mm. um, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be really good and really intentional part of of your story and your journey
0: yeah you have to be patient with the process right of it being messy absolutely yeah and oh, not knowing and from the beginning and just taking that wandering right. path we had an um we actually did an interview a few months ago with Caitlin Connolly, who is an amazing artist, and you should go follow her mm-hmm. because you guys would really connect. But she similarly, awesome. you know, didn't have plans to be an artist, and life took her that way because of the wandering path that she was brave enough to take. And that doesn't mean, you know, people listening have to be an artist to have that same, you know, I hate the word journey, but that sometimes that's the only word you can really use. But right. to have the same yeah. journey to figuring out who am I and. And how this connects to confidence, I think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can't be confident in who you are if you are not taking the steps to figure that out and facing the terrifying Mm -hmm. and messing up. um, You can't have confidence. It can't be skin deep. It has to be deeper Mm -hmm. about who you really are. Right. Well, because that's the thing, if confidence only stays on the surface
1: of things is it confidence or is it just a, a mere acceptance, a temporary acceptance of something? You know, I think there's, like you said, there's such a deep seatedness that happens with confidence, the conversation of confidence. And it, it goes so deep that it's like, it doesn't matter what happens on the surface of things. I know who I am. That's what confidence is, is I mm. know who I am and I'm I'm walking in that. And so the comparison that comes the way, the rejection, those are all surface level things that hit but at the depth of things it doesn't matter because you know who you are and it doesn't mean that those things don't hurt you know um, mm-hmm. it's very hard as a freelancer to experience rejection and not assume that it's rejection towards me as a person, you know, just because of how much my, my brand and my business is myself. And so it doesn't mean that those things don't hurt. Um, but at the core of it, of like, okay, that, that passed me because it wasn't for me and I still know who I am or that word, that, that comparison really hurt because I'm not doing those things that I feel like I, I should be doing, but they're doing instead. Again, I know who I am. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's this surface level, you know, things that happen every day, all the time. But at the core of all of it is, is the certainty of, I know who I am. Um, Mm. and I know what I bring to the table and I know what I'm deserving of. And, and, and that is what the foundation I think of confidence truly is. You Mm -hmm. know, it has nothing to do with I'm talented, you know, or I'm Mm. beautiful. It's like, yeah, those are great. Those are still very surface level things because something can automatically, um, hit those glass ceilings, if you will, and shatter them. So what, still lies in the ashes is I know who I am, you know?
0: I'm thinking a lot of women are failing in, you know, their own self-confidence because they are distracted by the superficial things you said, by what Mm -hmm. is my outcome? How have I achieved things? How do I look? What are my successes? And that's why this is so powerful for me, because when you have that knowledge of who you are, you're able to ride those waves far better than you ever were. Um, and I I would like to pivot a little bit here to talk about how that translates to the actual way we look, which I think, you know, we talked in the beginning, it's a huge distraction. Um, Mm. but how can, when we know who we are, how does that also, you know, magically also be a little bit more comfortable in our literal skin? Yeah.
1: Well, I think we walk a little, you know, figuratively and 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 not figuratively taller you know Mm -hmm. when there's that certainty of who of who you are and then that doesn't mean um, you know, there can't be days where you're just like, mm, I'm just not feeling it today, you know, of and course. it being yourself, you know, there's that balance, you know, the conversation of body positivity versus body neutrality. I've been really, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in between because body yeah. positivity, I think elicits the response that we can't feel neutral or nothing, you know, about where we're at. And and I posted something a few weeks ago about sometimes I, I'm not feeling positive or not positive ab- about myself sometimes. I'm just here, you know, I'm yeah. just existing here. Mm-hmm. I'm just present here. I'm just living here. And it has nothing to do with how I do or do not feel It's just, I'm here mm-hmm. um, and I'm existing and, and giving yourself that permission to just be here. And especially now in this, in this season, in this space that we're in, that is what we've been given, you know, the permission to just be here and not to have to do just to do, um, but just to be, We are called human beings, not not human hmm. doings. Um, yeah. and, and I think this return to being is something I've consistently, um, uh, played around with and, and, and played around with the concept of, and meditate on the concept of, of just being, you know, what does that look like? Um, hmm. what does that mean? And I think, um, confidence, you know, or not just comes from, I exist here. Um, I take up and I create space and, i love well um i i have been or i uh, i am loved well and yeah. and i'm showing up for myself today and and existing just in that you know i think um sometimes it could uh, probably be overly complicated and Definitely. and sometimes it could just be as, you know simple as that of just you exist here there's breath in your in your lungs and and there's blood pumping in your veins and and you exist here and mm-hmm. and that is that is more than enough to be confident about.
0: Wow. I don't think I've said that word. (laughs) Wow. in in (laughs) any other interview, but you have just been blowing my mind so much, Ariel, and just getting right to the heart of what I hope we can do as a community. And as women, because the world needs us, I think, especially now, and this is, you know, we've talked about opportunities. This is an opportunity to get uncomfortable in ways that we are figuring out what is the essence of our being, um, so that we can lean into that more and challenge ourselves to stop being small. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ariel, I'm totally putting you on the spot, but I would love if you could read a poem that you think might go with this. And if you need a minute to, to find one, um, I just yeah. think there'd be no better way than to end with your words and that mm-hmm. in this way.
1: This, this is for the dreamers who skip rocks on clouds, even when people keep telling them to come down. Yes, this, is for the hopeless romantics who are more than open wounds or open books. They are pop-up shops of love leaving letters and glass bottles and kissing them to shore. Yes, this, As for the wild ones, too haunted by rejection to admit that they are wild, you, your stampedes of freedom that everyone else is afraid of, you are proof that this world is not in need of any more normal, yes this, as for the girls searching for beauty in cracked mirrors, there is no wholeness there, for the women who are hushed. Do not let them silence the novel streaming from your tongue. Do not let them cave to the lioness in your gut. Yes, this is for the women who get told that they are more chaos than human, more storm than functioning. It is okay to choose yourself sometimes. It does not mean that you are selfish. Yes, this this is for the wildflowers baby it's time to peel your back up off that wall and dance do not be afraid of the way that your feet will take you somewhere new somewhere new it is not always terrifying sometimes it is necessary yes this as for the women who are not yet in awe of the way that their being carries life you are wonder and warrior for the fathers who are not known as half dad and half marathon runner you you have held baby in the palm of your hand you you are the definition of stay yes, this as for the boys who get told to man up. you are man enough for the men searching for the little boys still so living inside of them you will not find him on the bottom of your briefcase it is okay to go play in the sand sometimes yes this as for the teachers who are wondering why their heartbeat for change lessened with their paychecks I heard a poet say once that sometimes, sometimes they will hand you workbooks in exchange for your dreams. You, you tell them instead. Stop giving directions to places you've never been. Teach those kids that there's power in the ink of their pens. Yes, this is for the tutus and the Superman capes that we've buried. For the words that we have not yet let bloom. For the people who are only a smile away from being family. For the people who have not heard our dimple when we tell them, "I love you." And this is for time, the way it ebbs and flows around us, daring us to blink, slipping through our fingers like sand. This is for the way the wave always comes back and the storm always calms. But this one, this right here, this is for you. Your letter in a glass bottle on your shore, open it. I hope you read in big, bold letters. You are enough. Yes, this one, this my friends is for you and you are more. Than enough.
0: that was unreal. I'm sitting here with my eyes closed and I got chills more times no. more than that. <laughs> Thank you. That's what happens when women step into their power. that right there, mm-hmm. that gift that you mm-hmm. just gave us. I'm so touched. Honestly, that poem was made for this conversation too. Is is there mm-hmm. a name for it if people want to search? Yeah, for it?
1: it's called Um This Is For You. And it's there's I have an album of poetry to music. And that is, wow. I think the first one. Um, right. the first one on iTunes. So you can find find that on iTunes, Apple Music, or Spotify, and you can just search my
0: name. Amazing. Okay. And that's Ariel Storia. For those of you who want to immediately go and mm-hmm. do that, where else can they find you on yeah.
1: Um you can find me on Instagram, website which is also just my name Ariel Astoria. there's Soundcloud which is a few other um music things that are not on iTunes um because I can upload those things myself and I have lots of videos on YouTube. Um I have two books of poetry on Amazon which you can also find on my website and then the album is uh, called Symphony of Alinus and you can find that on all
0: streaming platforms. Incredible. Ariel this interview has been so special for me, truly. And I've done a lot of them, and this is one I'm never <laughs> going to forget. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for your lessons, your words, and the power that you were lending to all of us. Thank you for taking the time for us too.
1: Of course. Thanks for creating this space.
0: I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. Let's share our progress pointers from this episode. One, we live with a world history that suppresses the threat of powerful women. One tool against us is the distraction of focusing on appearance and staying small. Two, we are ourselves afraid of our own power. Three, forces of evil want you to forget who you are. Four, you hold the key to unlock others' freedom. Five, with our grown confidence, we can give others permission to own theirs. Six, take opportunities to get uncomfortable. What has been sitting inside you asking to be stretched? put to words who you are and what you want. Seven, say yes. A collection of our yeses take us to our greater yeses. Eight, follow that could be cool. Nine, confidence is I know who I am. And 10, this will translate more to outer confidence in time, which is your permission to be here. I have to tell you that this episode recording it really gave me so many chills. Arielle is someone I admire so much for how she radiates that permission to be here for herself. And that is what I want for you. If you love these episodes and you want access to the progress pointers, you can join our weekly newsletter called the Go-Getter Newsletter. And every week I just chat with you about what's on my mind and it's brief. And then I share the progress pointers from that week's episode as well. So you can go to aboutprogress.com slash go to sign up for that. And I really hope that you are considering signing up for our membership program as a member, a founding member, go to aboutprogress.com slash membership to do just that before we close the doors mid-June. I want you to know how much you matter to me and that this podcast is something I am so, so passionate about. And my goal really is to help women like me and like you rise up and to be leaders in our home and in our homes and our communities and wherever we are needed. And I'm telling you right now that the world needs you. Keep growing friends and remember that life is about progress, not perfection.